let's talk about all the intricacies of sex lives you know yes you are you know mine in particular you know i hear it is i'm 19 and a half years into the relationship with pam and you know so we've had sex a lot <laughs> if you think about over the course of 19 and a half years but yet there's still times where all you know the kids get that we put them in bed and, you know, the, the evening is winding down and typically, you know, we have a, a, a football game on or something going on. And this is Sexy Marriage Radio, by the way, if those of you that are first time listening. <laughs> Welcome but to the just, show. Yeah, just a little side detour for a second. Um, so I'll be kind of looking at her and I'll come in from the kitchen and, and join her in the den where she's working on something or and she's been really stressed with, you know, the end of the year and work and then just Christmas mess and, you know, presents and all these different things that we do. And, and I, and I want to make a move and I feel anxious about making a move. You do. But it's like, okay, I have made thousands, thousands. of moves <laughs> on this woman. What still brings about that anxiety? You know, it's like, okay. Cause I know if I get shot down, it's like, uh, Okay. You know, I know that she's not packing her bag and I'm not packing a bag and leaving because of one rejection. And I know I'm going to get shot down at times, but it's just like, where does that come? You know, that's just what's fascinating to me. That is fascinating. It's like, okay, there's still that anxiety there. There's still that, huh, should I bring it up? You know, should I, how should I walk over to her and grab her hand and leader to the back of the house should i you know all these things and i get so caught up in my own head i wind up you know missing a window because she falls asleep on the couch or i fall asleep or you know something just it doesn't happen and then i'm like well dang it you know what was that about that's awesome it's awesome yeah that's one of my favorite topics the whole anxiety versus being in the zone Okay, well, because it is something that it's it seems like it's lifelong. My experience is it's lifelong, you know, yeah. even even with a woman I've been with a long time. Exactly. Awesome. Well, welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. I think we're going to have a good show. I'm Gina Paris, and this is Dr. Corey Allen, and we're here to talk about all things love, sex, and marriage. And remarkably, contrary to popular belief, we believe the best of those three happened in marriage. Absolutely, we do. Wow. So overcoming anxiety and enjoying sex in the zone. Let's talk about that. Okay. So I have a question. Though. I'm curious about something. Go. Do you, because generally, like for our listeners, they don't know our backgrounds are different. Corey's a family therapist and I am a performance coach so my biggest um clients have to do with overcoming performance anxiety whether it's in sports or the stock market or whatever and so we apply all that to marriage but generally when people deal with anxiety they have anxiety in other areas of their life but you've never struck me that way do you think that you do or oh i yeah i believe that anxiety is just one of those constants that is a truism 
in a person's life that in and to me i kind of capture all the different emotions that we experience at chronic levels yeah and put them all under the label of anxiety Ah, very good i mean that that fits obviously sadness is different grief is different you know anger is different but at its core Mm -hmm. it's it it stems from an anxiety and so yeah we're on the same page there that is awesome all right so there's in that case you could also sum it up to say there's two emotions there's love and there's anxiety or we've also said it this way there's love and there's fear okay but the when we think about anything where we want to overcome anxiety like in the bedroom think about what causes the anxiety and so much of it has to do with this root of wanting to be unconditionally loved and accepted just like you are don't you think yeah because there is that it, the the fear what that drives a lot of anxiety is the fear of not being accepted the fear of being rejected or shunned right because not any, being good enough yeah cuz anytime you put something of yourself out there yeah it's a vulnerable stance that risks being walked over or ignored or flat out rejected well, see, and that's why we say again and again, how you do sex is how you do life. Yep. Because this is so much at your very core. So when we talk about really succeeding from the inside out, it's it's going to be the same thing, being completely confident from your most intimate place. Right. So um, I was sharing with you earlier this quote. Um, and this concept that I was reading from another sports performance coach who deals with tennis players and that whole concept of when you're on the court, how we it, we so focus on the outcome. We start to lose when we focus on the outcome. Right. And that's what we'll always tell our players, that the zone happens when we focus on the process. And so it's another way of saying what we always say, letting the process <laughs> unfold. But let's talk about the two extremes. Okay. One extreme is trying to control a situation. And I think that's so human nature. We want to be in control so that somehow we can make it good enough. Okay. We want to control the outcome, especially the outcome. Like we are so desirous that a certain outcome is going to give us the feeling we want. So we want to manipulate to get that outcome. But really what we're looking for is the feeling all the way along. Right. And what's interesting about that idea is that most of what we seek to control is usually outside of ourselves. Absolutely. So I will, you know, I will control the environment. I will try to control my kids. I will try to control Pam. I will try to control other people, you know, because I'm trying to bring about something for me, which I, the phrase I use with clients in that regard is those that can't control themselves seek to control everything and everyone else. Yes, absolutely. And no man is free who can't rule himself. Right. So it's it's a quite a quandary. Yes, it is. So that sometimes if we feel out of control and we have that exasperated feeling, then the pendulum swings all the way to sort of the other side, this other ditch, and and we'll just resign. Okay. And that's a concept that that my friend Pablo's talking about in his book, Holding On Loosely, which mm-hmm. I love that term. And he takes it from the phrase. Hebrew version of uh, Psalm 45. He yep. says it's literally called Holding On Loosely. And um, when we resign, that's when we just end up just self-sabotaging or we 
crumple up in the fetal position. I worked with a really famous fighter and when he his, these anxiety attacks would come on and it was so heart-wrenching to watch because it'd be on TV, you know, he would just crumple into this fetal position and just get the snot beat out of him mm -hmm. and he's this world-class fighter. But that happens in our most important game when we apply all this importance to it. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners thinking, wow, am I trying to control something or do I swing to this opposite side of trying to just resign? You know, if I'm going to get shot down, what what am I going to do? I'm going to walk out of the room angry. Right. So I'm just going to resign. Well, the the key to creating that that really precious moment that we all long for is to find that place in the center and we call that surrender. Okay. So if you can think about it differently, like, oh, I'm just going to surrender. Like when you're learning how to swim and, the, and they teach you how to float on your back. And it's kind of a, you have to learn to just take a breath and sort of surrender to the water. Right, sort of just relax. Yeah. So that's, that's the place that we're looking for. How can we let go of whatever outcome and really, really, really be present right here in the moment with pleasure and that's a difficult process sometimes it is but you know what I think gives birth to really enjoying that in our everyday life and in our intimate life and in our most public performance what's that I think this absolute revelation that we are totally completely loved and accepted just like we are you know, it's what every heart aches for. Here it is Christmas time and people are scrambling to get gifts. To they, There's stuff they want to get. There's stuff they want to give. And somehow they want to be good enough. They want it to create this happiness. But if people could unwrap this unconditional love, it's a huge, huge starting place for a successful relationship on any level. Right. And... To be clear, we're talking about unconditional love that you feel for yourself. Is that exactly. correct? More, I think more so. than we are talking about unconditional love that you feel for your spouse. I think we have to receive it to be able to give it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you can't, if you're not in the state of something, there's no right. way you can offer that to someone else. And likewise, it's very difficult when we expect that from people who don't have it to give. Right. So that to me is a tricky one for people that don't want to embrace the love of God because I don't know where you find that yeah. separate from, from God. And unfortunately, so many people have had religious ideas that God is out there waiting for them to sin, ready to beat them over the head. So it's not, they don't have a healthy way to even respond to it spiritually. Right. But our prayer would be that our listeners, first of all, can just have that well up from inside of them or from heaven or from wherever and have that absolute peace and and joy that comes from knowing you're loved perfectly and then make a move from there. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you come from the solid parts of you, yeah, when you come from a whole part of you, the risk is still there, but it's not near as great of a risk. Right, because you're not looking for your spouse to give you what you can find within yourself. Right. Yeah, because you're not you're not trying to make it to where oh I must have you to feel complete about me, which that's what's so interesting is because relationships begin that way it seems, where we get so I, caught yeah. up in 
the feelings that I think you produce in me. So therefore, I want to constantly try to go back to that area and to that state. But what I'm what I'm failing to realize is that it's not that they created that in me. It's something that came from within me. And I have to grow beyond it, if you will, because you can't go back. You know, we've talked about how your brain gets flooded yeah. with the chemical and, you know, the love drug and all that. And you can't go back to that, but you can go to a deeper connection that you have with someone else. But again, that starts with the connection you have with yourself. It does. We have to trust that we're fully loved, that we're fully okay, just like we are. So what you're talking about, let me see if I capture where you've gone so far, is if you were to sum it up in my simple brain, it would be (laughs) learning how to enjoy the process, not the destination. Absolutely. Because that's what, what what you're talking about reminds me of a story from the book Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Great read. Okay, let's hear it. By the way. But in it, there's a whole time where the author goes over to the Tibetan mo- monastery area, you know, that's kind of renowned for the Zen, the birthplace of the Buddhistic movement and and just being in the moment. And he happens to go to, and I can't remember exactly where, I read this long, long time ago. <laughs> where he's at a monastery that's at the base of a one of those really, really tall mountains. And every year, every monk in that monastery climbs to the top of this mountain. You know, it's a couple-day journey. And so he goes over and does this climb with him and hates it. Do they all do it together? Yes, they all just kind of it's journey up together. And it's, you know, it's kind of a line. You know, everybody has their own pace. And that's the whole point. It's not that you have to help somebody get up there unless that's kind of where you feel in the moment. It's more, you, you want to climb to the mountain. You want to climb the top. And what he realized when he got down is he was, he asked a couple of the other monks, what's the difference? Well, I hated this. And he said, and they, every one of them's answer was, it's because you were focusing on the top. You kept looking at the top going, God, that is so far away. I can't make it. What we've learned and what our journey and struggle is all constantly is, I want to take the next step. That's exactly. it. I'm focusing on the next step. And that's what we have to learn as humans, I think. That's what we have to learn yeah. in life is it's so, I mean, okay, how many times in our life do we pray or seek guidance for the future? Exactly. You know, I want a flashlight into what's going to happen. I want to know to exactly Tell me where I'm supposed to be in five years. Well, no, it doesn't happen that way. It's it's more, I think, a, a better prayer and a better seeking. If you don't want to add a religious component to it, that's fine. Sure. It's still a better seeking of, okay, what's my next step? What's going on with where I am right now? And what's my next step? That's all I need to focus on. Yeah, and to totally enjoy this step. And because you are where you are as a result of everything you believed and did up till now. Right. So for better or for worse, we hope that you can see the pleasure and the joy in it. Right. Because we're, like you said, we get so restless thinking there's a happiness somewhere else and it's available right now. Right. So the whole process, especially in the bedroom, we get so fixated on some orgasm 
instead of just the beauty of the whole connection. Yep. So as much as you can just take off the pressure to perform and enjoy the process. So enjoy so, the setting, enjoy the sounds, enjoy the fragrances, enjoy eye contact, enjoy your breath, enjoy your skin, every every bit of it for however however long the connection lasts. Right. So what's some what's some next best steps they could that our listeners could do that that help kind of bring this home because that's what comes to my mind too is all right let's take this whole conversation into the bedroom into the bed right into the act of sex because that is one that uh, attachment to outcome is huge in this absolutely playground because it typically you're you're having sex for a purpose just typically and it's not usually for procreation we're the only species that can have sex for fun so there's a, but there's still a reason why you do it. You don't just, oh, I'm bored. Let's just go have sex. You know, let's pass the time. You know, well, actually, wait, that's not oh, a wait, that's bad <laughs> idea. Anyway, but <laughs> what? Some do. <laughs> Poor man's opera. Anyway, but, keep going. Yeah, but it's one of those, you're seeking something. And you're seeking an orgasm. You're seeking something. You know, typically, it's, you don't just, let's go let's go for a while and then we'll just stop. Doesn't matter right. if either of us have done, have finished. So wh- how can you... What can we give our listeners as a Christmas present to bring this home? Well, for one thing, enjoy. I'm, I'll speak to the women, and you speak to the dudes, maybe. Okay. Um, enjoy your sensuality all day long, because we take a long time to kind of key up anyway. But if you can enjoy all your senses and your sexual energy and just know that there's something beautiful flowing in you and think about yourself as a sexual being and think of yourself as someone who likes the whole process then that's going to help going into it so that's from the approach okay angle. so you take so it it's, it's kind of it's kind of get in a stance of i'm sexy there's good things that can happen i think so okay. Because that takes, to me, it takes sort of a conscious, I'm okay. not like a guy that thinks about sex naturally yeah, all the time. Well, yeah, the visual stimulation helps in, with men, I think, a lot of times, just because we live in a fairly visual stimulating world. So right. It, for me, with guys, and this is even in my own life, it's one of my pitfalls or struggles is um, getting caught up in performance anxiety. Right. Of, oh, I, I gotta, I gotta finish, you know, oh, it's not happening. What's good. You know, oh, you know, and it's just this kind of, cause you get in this, do what works last time mindset right. and you get into this, okay, that's not providing kind of pleasure I want. So I need to up it or, okay, I'm not into, you know, and then you just start getting so focused on performing and completing that you lose all of the process in the play and it takes place. So what I think that is important is speak up on those, mm-hmm. you know, maybe slow down, maybe say, Hey, let's do, and then fill in the blank, whatever, whatever it is, you know, whatever your idea is, let's, let's move over in front of the mirror or, Hey, let's, I want you on top or, you know, it's kind of taking a lead and kind of directing some, cause I think lots of women respond well to that, especially, right. you know, and, and varying levels of force involved even i mean we haven't even done a show on that idea but 
so it's it's speaking up and allowing the connection and the bond right to take place allowing the another person to have power to take place that's huge i think so and then the other is just breathing just i was gonna say just that. breathe in and out you know three really good breaths of just okay i want to stop for a second and i want to center myself back in this place or you know have a quick conversation or stop and just kiss for a little bit or you know, open your eyes and look each other in the eye. I mean, that's a huge one. That is a huge one. I think a lot of couples don't do that. Yeah, they, uh, that's very true. You know, so look at each other. Disconnect. See mm -hmm. each other behind the eyeballs is, is the great phrase. Of, of actually get into each other in, your, right. in each other's head. And if there's anything that can trigger your sensuality, then use it. For me, I, music makes a huge difference to me and my ability to flow. Mm -hmm. So I always I have channels on my iPhone. So it's really not very big of a deal, but right. I can just hit a Pandora channel that yeah. I've created. And I pay whatever four bucks a month so it doesn't get interrupted with the Home Depot <laughs> commercial right in the moment. Yeah, that's <laughs> happened several times exactly actually. but that's i don't buy a lot of music some of you you've got tons of just music on your itunes so you know just think ahead and have those things yeah. in in play lighting makes a huge huge difference think about how much more we pay for a restaurant that has ambiance so create ambiance yeah, in your every, home everybody your looks car. good by candlelight i think everyone looks good by candlelight yeah, that, put that, more candles that's a nice touch then you can also, we've talked about this just in a recent show. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but the idea of how the connection, the you're going to find moments where you're in the zone. Right. Both personally and relationally, you know, where, yeah. you, where it's just clicking. And then there's going to be times where you disconnect. And those and could be okay. within seconds. Yeah, those could be within seconds of each other. Exactly. So reestablish that connection. You know, do what you have to do to get back in tune with yourself and then each other because right. that's that's part of life. Yeah. Sometimes that's when I'll have to open my eyes and go, oh, my gosh, look where I am. I'm not really <laughs> at the mall trying to return that stupid pair of pants. You, they, <laughs> so enjoy being there. And when, when that connection's broken for a second, it's not the end of the world. The beauty is you just come back communicate, grow together, push the envelope, and really, really enjoy the process. I'm going to read this quote from this book because I love it. I think it sums it up really well. Perfect. His, he's talking to this performance coach. This is a friend, and this was a real breakthrough moment for him, putting language to it. And he said, he talked about when you want to control versus when you want to just surrender. I mean, just resign completely. And he said, surrender is the midpoint between control and resignation. Surrender is the tension that admits the desire to control and the desire to resign. Surrender stays in the middle of these two, and it agrees to take the next step without demanding to know the outcome. And that's huge, that I'm going to take the next step and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, we want to know our mate without having to know the outcome. And what's interesting is I teach that to my kids in a different mm -hmm. manner. Absolutely. Because, you know, right now my son loves playing games with him. He's five. Yeah. And he loves games. You know, so we play board games. We play games on the iPad, you know, card games, all these different things. Because he just loves it. 
but he gets to where whenever it gets too competitive and he feels inadequate, he doesn't mm -hmm. want to play. He just wants mm -hmm. to resign. Exactly. And so I constantly am, son, we're not focusing on winning and losing. We're just playing the game. Isn't yeah, that great? Just play. And that, that same thing applies to marriage. It does. We're not focusing on orgasm or non-orgasm. Or winning or losing or being right or being wrong. Just play the game. Exactly. Just up your game and play it and see, let go what happens and see what happens. All right. So take a deep breath and make a move. And we wish you a very Merry Christmas and happy holidays and all that good stuff. And we hope you'll have lots more loving. Especially for Christmas. I mean, Christmas <laughs> season, come on. It's warm. There's fires in the fireplace. It's family. Hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Sexy lingerie. Why not? Santa needs helpers. This has been Sexy Marriage <laughs> Radio. We're glad you joined us. So send yep. us your emails if you've got something you want us to cover. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And we will see you again soon. You bet. Take Bye -bye. care, everybody.